Hi, this is Steve Nerlich, and this is Implausible Engineering, Episode 7, Space Mining. Most of the contents of the periodic table is available in atomic or molecular form across the entire solar system. After all, the Earth accreted out of the same circumsolar dust cloud that all the other planets accreted out of, not to mention the dwarf planets, asteroids, comets, and other bits. However, while that accretion was taking place, the solar wind had an impact on the distribution of things by pushing light volatiles outwards, notably hydrogen and water, leaving the inner solar system mostly composed of rocky stuff. And since there's a lot more light volatiles than anything else in the universe, the planets of the outer solar system are all giants, with giant gravities, giant storms, and giant magnetic fields. All of which makes extracting materials from those giant planets quite difficult. But that isn't necessarily a problem. If it's hydrogen you want, you're better off just capturing water. Unlike hydrogen, water freezes solid at relatively high temperatures, making it easy to transport through space in big rocky chunks without needing to use sealed containers. And when you're ready to hydrolyze that water to get the hydrogen, you also get oxygen as a byproduct. And if you don't hydrolyze that water, you get water, which, like oxygen, is very useful in keeping people alive. Keeping people alive will be an important part of the space mining story, since mining needs miners. But keeping those miners alive will still be a very expensive business, so they will need to be mining something that generates a profit. That is, something that sells for more than it costs. Getting to that point of creating a profit will be a slow, iterative process. Firstly, prospecting between far-flung asteroids to find an ore motherlode, and then sending a mining outfit out to extract it, would be enormously time-consuming, and for much of that time, your mining equipment would just be sitting idle. Secondly, it's unrealistic to think you can just transport ore to Earth in its raw form. Large-scale gold mining involves refining ore, where the amount of pure gold in a metric tonne of ore is only about one gram. Other metal ores have better yields. For example, 25% of the mass of good quality bauxite ore will be pure aluminium, but even then it's not worth flying all that ore down to Earth which has plenty of aluminium anyway. So, you can't just mine in space, you have to refine as well. And refining needs infrastructure. Refining probably needs gravity as well, which enables you to separate heavy stuff from light stuff. Regular listeners will know that these points are the basis of Cheap Astronomy's CSTOM proposal. That is, crash on the moon. Rather than doing a meticulous scan of every asteroid out there, we just do a quick sweep to identify likely candidates, essentially big rocks with shiny bits. 
Then we'd attach rocket engines to those rocks and direct them to crash on the moon with reusable rocket engines that detach just before impact. Then a lunar-based team would go out and sift through the rubble. In the early days, those teams might just be looking for nuggets of precious metals that could be shipped back to Earth in robotic landers. The moon's low gravity would make it easy to launch those craft, which would then just undergo a controlled fall back to Earth. By volume, what you send wouldn't be that much, so you wouldn't flood the market and drop the unit price. Indeed, the first few shipments of space gold, silver, or whatever would presumably sell way over their usual market value. Assuming this much is lucrative, things could then proceed to the next stage, which is to build ore refineries on the moon. Once you're able to extract specific materials from ore, you might switch from hunting for precious metals to rare earth elements and perhaps uranium, since it does look likely that earth will start running low on these essential materials in the not-too-distant future. Establishing such refineries might also represent the transition point from mining materials to sell back on earth towards mining materials that support a permanent off-world human presence. So then there'd be more focus on finding water and also building materials like aluminium, iron and titanium, as well as silicon for glass and for solar panels and vitrified lunar regolith to make good old-fashioned bricks. So this is a not altogether implausible path to both space mining and space colonies. It's just that bit at the start that's hard to envision. That is, the initial step into making a profit. There will be a considerable leap of faith and probably a mountain of legislation required before anyone can crash a large amount of on the moon. And there will be an element of luck involved in us finding something worthwhile in those first piles of debris. And when we talk about a leap of faith, what we really mean is venture capital. That is, an upfront investment with the expectation of profit down the track. This is probably how it all needs to start, but faith can only go so far without some kind of financial return. So, stay tuned. <laughs>